Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Yeah, I know, but now it's interesting. Now it's very interesting. Just when you have no hope. What's happening? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk, and there are three things I think you need to know. Like, my whole show is thrown into a a, a flipping loop because of what Trump tweeted out just minutes ago. First thing I think you need to know, Trump is now threatening to veto this spending bill. Oh, my goodness. I'll get into why in just a second. That's a big... That's a big matzo ball he's left hanging out there. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's huge. It is huge. What do you, what do you, what do you just like? You missed the song or something, Ryan? You're gone for a day. You missed the song? Right out the other. Okay, don't sing. Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally. It was the lone Republican to vote for this gigantic spending boondoggle. That doesn't secure the border. So she votes to increase spending and not, well, no, 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 be optimistic. She, we have a soundbite. She yells at, uh, well, she speaks in an uptick way to Stuart Varney of Fox Business, telling him to just to be optimistic about it. That's what it is. Just be optimistic that the hope really hard it's going to actually work. Yes, she's all about that. We'll have Kelly Ward on at 810 this morning to react. Third thing I think you need to know is that Pima County, it uh, looks like, they, according to Bud, uh, press release, Bud Foster at Tucson, who's now... Uh, now they're taking the road seriously because they are close to uh, passing a sales tax in Pima County. Another tax. And you got to love the reasoning behind it. Bud says, see, the problem that the county told him to say, the problem is that it's true. They did. Is that uh, foreigners and tourists drive the roads and don't pay anything into it. So they just come over and drive on the roads, and but then don't they buy leave. anything. And they don't, well, they don't do anything to help fix the roads. Or, that's what it is. Oh. Of course, if you look at the actual uh, amount of tourists that are up in the Phoenix area compared to Tucson, it dwarfs us. They don't complain about foreigners and tourists. Maybe we should just tell foreigners and tourists just to not come. That, that would be a great anti-business move that would fit in with Pima County, wouldn't it? I think they're trying to with all the potholes. Hey, you, <laughs> why, listen, why do they not like, uh, why, why are they xenophobes? Why are they racist? We'll just call it out the way it is, right? That's what they are. I xenophobes, Zena. racists, <laughs> Zena. The so that's what they are. Oh, but you know what? Why don't you build a wall, Pima County, and keep the foreigners and tourists out so they can't mess up our roads, you friggin' geniuses? So we have that, which is nice. Three things I think you need to know. So the Trumpster, minutes ago, Two tweets. DACA was abandoned by the Democrats. Very unfair to them. Would have been tied to desperately needed wall. And that was 49 minutes ago and then 21 minutes ago. I am considering a veto, in all caps, of the omnibus spending bill. Based on the fact that the 800 plus DACA recipients have been totally abandoned by the Democrats, not even mentioned in the bill, and the border wall, in all caps, which is desperately needed, for our national defense is not fully funded. Dude, it's barely funded. And it's fixing existing stuff instead of putting the new stuff down. So what do you think of the Trumpster throwing down bigly? He needed to do this. I think he could sense his base was pissed. Or, you know, again, I don't want to... You know, you get into these grandiose, romanticized theories about what the Trumpster is going to do because we hate the swamp so much... The Republicans, the Democrats, you know it's true. 
that we want to destroy them. Like we want to string them along and then crush them. And that's, we're hoping Trump does that with this. And I don't know. He may be doing it because who knows? He's unpredictable. Uh, But the White House, from what I read overnight when I got up at 3 o'clock this morning, of course, the Senate passed this giant spending bill, 65-32. Democrats doing backflips at how awesome it is. Oh, yeah. Backflips. They're so excited. They're giddy. We talked about it yesterday, but now we have sound bites to back it up, too. And from what I read late last night, the White House said Trump will sign it. So, of course, at 3 in the morning, I'm like, oh, you son of a... Come on, man. That is crazy. And in the back of your mind and my mind, I know we think alike. We're thinking, what if Trump just drags us along to the very last second? If he doesn't sign this, government shuts down tonight, which is, again, fine. Remember the last time the government shut down a couple of months ago? Do you remember how bad it was? Me either. 88% of the government continues to run in a government shutdown. It's called the non-essential people. Stay home. Why are they there to begin with? But whatever. So you sit back and say, man, wouldn't it be great if he hints that he's going to do it? He hints he's going to do it. And then at the last second says, I can't sign this freaking thing. You know what? We need to just fund the military. We need the wall. We can't spend money on all these other things right here. I don't get, I was sent here by the people of America to stand up for them and to fight back against the big government, big spending politicians on both sides of the aisle. Wouldn't that be great? And you sit back and you fantasize and you're like, oh man, I hope this, not in that kind of a way, okay? But you say, I hope that he does this. This would be so great. This would, And you say, it'll probably never happen. And there's a decent chance it won't happen. But at the same time, what were the odds that somebody was going to run for president with no political experience, come down and call it illegal immigration for exactly what it is? And call out Mexico to pay for the wall and say you're going to build this gigantic wall. Who would have ever thought this would have happened? So that's why you sit back and say there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Now, he may let us down entirely and say, yeah, you know what? For the good of the military, I have to sign this. Gigantic, gigantic raise. Pentagon funded, what, an extra $650 billion or something like that? Mm-hmm. And we need, I don't know how much we need. To me, that's, that's insane. But at the same time, we are facing threats all over the world. And Obama destroyed our military over the past eight years. Right? He did. So you sit back and say, maybe he's going to do this. Maybe. See, Maybe Trump also saw, and listen, all politicians run by polling, right? They, they, they do that. They run by polling. And I think Trump thought, uh, you know what, it's like a given. It's like, it's good that he talks about illegal immigration because that's what Americans care about a lot, that and the economy. Well, there was a Quinnipiac poll. Did you hear about this? New Quinnipiac poll. Swing voters in the 2018 midterm elections were asked, what concerns you the most? You know what concerns them the most? Immigration. Uh, Yeah, immigration. That came out yesterday. And magically, boom goes the dynamite. Trump tweets out today, I may veto this giant spending bill because of DACA. Now, again, that's going to piss you off, right? Piss me off. You can't so much. Listen, I think that's a total, total screw over the Democrats, energize 
the Republican situation. Uh, because, well, I don't even know that. Obviously, I don't think it energizes the Republicans. Go, I'm so excited he's going to do something about DACA. We don't. No, that's not what we're about. I apologize. Take that back. Strike that. It's to de-energize the Democrats. It's to de-energize people that would vote for the Democrats. But he also said in the same tweet, besides the DACA people, he wants to make sure the wall is funded. The wall is built. Maybe he will. Swing voters were asked, what is the most important issue to you deciding how to vote in this year's midterm election? Independents say immigration is their third most important issue. Taxes, dead last for swing voters. Maybe it's because tax reform already happened. Maybe it's because they haven't quite noticed everything in their paycheck yet. I mean, you had all the whole story about the uh, $1,000 bonuses. Not everybody got one, but millions of people did. I get it. Half of swing voters, 50%, say the GOP tax cuts that were passed last year have, quote, no impact on their midterm election vote, which is, I'm wow, really? So that uh, really kind of goes after the whole uh, business first, cheap labor part of the Republican Party. Interesting, huh? But Republicans say immigration, Republicans in this poll say immigration is the most important and it's more important than taxes, health care and gun policy. It's actually tied with the economy. So the economy is going well. Right, it's going well. Um, Republicans say 27% say economy is number one, 27% immigration is number one. Second, gun policy, 18%. Third, health care, 14%. Fourth, taxes, 8 8%. Then it's don't know at four and something else at one. I don't know what, whatever. So uh, that should be a very, very eye-opening thing to the president. Maybe it is. Maybe it is an eye-opening thing. Maybe he has sat back and realized, man, I really need to get my, my act together here. And do what my my base wants. It's not up to what I want, what Paul Ryan wants. I mean, there are people that admit. Do you know who wrote this bill? Four people. Or a whole bunch of staffers, I guarantee it. But it was led by, they all worked for four people. <clears throat> McConnell, Ryan, Schumer, and Pelosi. And they all hate Trump. And if they could get people to not want to come out and vote for Republicans in the House, and Trump is gone, watch out. Right? Watch out for something like that. 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you'd like to comment, you can. On top of that, man, oh man, you know what? Uh, so the, the, you want to hear something very frustrating. So there is no, no, uh, barely any funding, 0.05%. $641 million goes to the wall, right? And, and there's specific language in there. We talked about it yesterday. Specific language in this bill that says, None of the new walls, none of the new prototypes can be built with this money. It's in there. Oh, yeah. Slap in the face. Um, guess where we are paying for border security? It's not in America. In this bill, we are paying for border security in places that are not in the United States of America. You have to hear that coming back in 3, 624, KNSTAM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Fuck. 629, thank you for hanging out. Uh, Easter Sunday, how are you going to celebrate Easter? Easter egg hunts, 
right? What, what are you going to do? You have anything in mind? Anything special? How about something different? How about celebrating Easter at Old Tucson? Buy one, get one. To get into Old Tucson on Easter, and on top of that, they have great stuff for the kids. Of course, they have the signature stunts, and kids love that stuff. They also have kitty rides and a petting zoo. You could even enter for a chance to win a four-pack of tickets at KNST.com. Uh, today, the weather is going to be pretty sweet. I mean, look at it outside. Look, look at, look at it out there. It is looking good. 60 outside right now. Some scattered clouds. 82 and sunny. Um, upper 70s for the weekend, and then back down to the 60s to start the week. On Monday and Tuesday. So there you go. All right, uh, real quick, let's play Rand Paul. We have a Rand Paul. I don't know what number it is. I don't have the. Oh, no. You don't have the prep in front of me. Did you not print it out? And I oh, printed it out. It's on the printer. It's on the printer. <laughs> there you go. It's number forty-five. There, there you go. Right, there go. Rand Paul on Tucker Carlson show yesterday, looking through the spending bill. Listen to this. I'm flipping through the pages today, reading the bill. I find out there is money for border security in Tunisia. Oh. In Jordan, we have border security money in the Middle East, but not border security money for the U.S. So I- that should be what President Trump rips everybody about, right? It should. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, uh, let's do one more. Let's do a couple more real quick, because you might comment on this. Yeah, 46, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi uh, on this gigantic spending bill yesterday. Here we go. In a certain sense, we're able to accomplish more in the minority than we were when we had the presidency or even were in the majority. He's a good actor. He said it that way on purpose. Now, look, he's honestly right. At the same time, he said it just to piss off Republicans to make them hate Republicans. Republican voters, I should say, to hate Republicans. They're doing it for a reason. And Nancy Pelosi followed up. Here we go. Well, I think one of the reasons they rushed it through, they didn't want their Republican colleagues to see just exactly what was in the bill. Mm. She should know about yeah. that. Yeah. Right? We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. That's true, though. Listen, but she's right. She's right, but she's done the same thing. But again, she is saying it. they're trying to create a wall of division. That's what they do best is they divide. They're trying to divide the Republican constituents from the Republican Party. And, and guess they don't have to do that. They, the Republicans have already done that. It's up to Trump to try to get over this. He, man, he will, he will win back his peeps so bigly if he vetoes this. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? And how about those soundbites from these people? We're giving frigging border security money to Tunisia and Jordan? And right here in Tucson, we're getting bupkis? We're getting nothing? We'll have more on this coming up. Don't go anywhere. 632, here's the latest from Fox. 747-1008. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Man, what's happening? 640 on this Friday. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, if you missed the interview yesterday, by the way, that I did with uh, Dustin Williams, the Pima County Superintendent of Schools. Wow. Uh, it was actually better than the first one. And that was really good. The crap that this guy said, I asked him to call the NRA. He said he would, but wanted me to set it up. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, Ryan is going to put it up after the show. See, Ryan was gone yesterday. He had a personal thing to uh, to attend to. So he's the magic man in charge of that stuff. 
And it'll be up by, what do you think, hopefully like 10.30 this morning? Hopefully. What's it worth to you? Oh, you stop it. You see what happens when I'm gone. I know. You're Nothing driving, works. You're driving up your value. That's right. So anyway, it'll be <laughs> I there. I don't feel well. All oh, of a God. I gotta go. It, we'll put up on my page at KNST.com, my iHeartRadio channel. 1030. My Facebook page will all be there. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster is um is throwing down. I have I put the uh, his tweet on my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. He tweeted out this morning that he's considering a veto of the big omnibus spending bill because DACA recipients weren't in the bill. Nothing, nothing. He said they've been abandoned by the Democrats. And he said, in the border wall, which is desperately needed for our national defense, is not fully funded. So he may, he may say, I'm done with this. He may say that. We will have to see. He needs to veto this. This is terrible. Second thing I think you need to know, we'll get to this in a second. Martha McSally is the lone, the lone Arizona Republican to vote for this giant spending boondoggle. We'll, uh, we'll play for you in just a minute what she said uh, as she is basically lying through her teeth to say that it's a really good thing. Well, it's, it's coming up. Third thing, I think you need to know Pima County uh, taxpayers. Uh, you, well, Pima County may actually have a, a break for taxpayers. They say, they're telling you this, this is the propaganda. Uh, they gave it to Bud Foster at Tucson News. Now he's passing it on. They may pass a sales tax in Pima County, and they claim that somehow they'll be able to cut other taxes, what property tax, whatever, uh, to try to fund the roads. Yep. And they pass this through to uh, good old Bud Foster, Tucson News Now's Bud Foster. Uh, they claim that, uh, see, for a long time, foreigners and tourists have driven our roads and ruined it, not contributed anything, and now they'll be forced to pay. Of course, there are foreigners uh, and tourists up in uh, the Mesa, the Gilbert, the Scottsdale, Phoenix, you name it, areas, right? And their roads seem to be pretty good. How do they do it? Holy smokes, you got to hear it to believe it. We'll get to that, too. Three things I think you need to know. Now, um, let's play. uh, Ooh, little Bob Corker responded to the president. Little Bob Corker said, please do, Mr. President, meaning veto it. I'm just down the street. We'll bring you a pen. The spending levels without any offsets are grotesque, throwing all of our children under the bus. Totally irresponsible. Wow. Wow. I love it. So good. So good. So that's cool. Uh, let's hear Martha McSally. I know you don't want to, but just trust me. And we're going to have Kelly Ward on at 810 to comment on this. Um. Martha McSally, what number do I have that? I put that in there, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, number 44, cool. Sorry, I'm, uh, oh, there it is toward the top. Uh, she's on with Stu Varney, and she starts to explain it, and she's talking about how it's going to be really good and doing this stuff. Blah, 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 blah. So anyway, after she tries to say what the spending is going to be used for, and you know, only, again, 0.05% of the budget used for the spending bill, and, and let me remind you, specific language in the bill says, you can't use any of this $641 million to build these new prototype walls. Anything you build has to be from old stuff. Beautiful, isn't it? So anyway, uh, Stu Varney's kind of throwing a little BS thing down on her, and this is what happened. Here we go. 
It's, it's 1.6 billion dollars in six months. It, exactly. It's exactly oh, what the president it, it asked goes, for, and we're but, squeezing more efficiencies out of it, it to get to re, it, Some of it is to rebuild sections of the wall or the fence which aren't working properly at the moment. The rest of it is for fencing and technology. It's not for a concrete wall. It's not. Well, actually, the technology is on top of that, plus the additional resources for the Manning. So the 1.6 billion is actually for a border wall system. And look, system. we went to the border patrol leader leadership in the field in the different sectors and said what do you need and the president's budget request for this year included 74 miles we're giving them almost 100 miles for them to address the issues sector by sector terrain by terrain and what they need in order to start building this border wall system okay. and securing system. our borders so be optimistic Stuart it's a good start be optimistic. and we're going to keep fighting to make sure that we get this complete go back don't you love that go what, back what part go and be up be optimistic I love when I love when lawmakers tell the media how to act and think. Here we go. Terrain by terrain and what they need in order to start building this border wall system okay. and securing our borders. So be optimistic, Stuart. It's a good start, and we're going to keep fighting to make sure that we get this complete. Be optimistic, Stuart, you jerk. Let me get it out there. Can you imagine how big of a blow it would be to Martha McSally if the Trumpster vetoes this? It's what he wants. That's what the talking points are. If you, if you watch the news at all or listen, everything is, it's what the president wants. It's what the president wants. What the pre and the president tweeted this morning, apparently it's not what the president wants. I mean, it's what he wanted for defense spending. But that's it. By the way, uh, I had originally teased something else at 710 for, yes, uh, for today. College stories. Might have to put those in the back burner because this has kind of gone front and center. And uh, Ryan has reached out to Brandon Judd the head of the National Border Patrol Council, and he's out on the border somewhere in sketchy service, but he is dying to come on the show to talk about this spending bill because I have questions based on what you just heard Martha McSally say. Didn't she say we reached out to leadership at the Border Patrol? Yes, she did. Yeah, but Brandon Judd is part of that leadership. I really want to know, and maybe he is, maybe they do think it's good, but... Is this really what the Border Patrol wants? I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong. We'll find out from Brandon. Now, the service may be sketchy. We might be in and out. We're going to do our best to get him on at 710. But uh, I'm pretty sure the border wall in its entirety is what the Border Patrol wants. The piecemeal system, the fact that the language that's in there that stops the new prototype walls from being built in the next six months with this money, that that's you think Border Patrol really wants that? Now, if all of a sudden Brandon Judd comes out and says, "No, no, this is not what we want. We're not happy with this at all," does that make Martha McSally even more of a liar? Huh? Just throwing that out there, right? Uh, there's more, and I want to ask. I want to ask Brandon about this. There's a, a journalist, and he's kind of a leftist journalist, but he's got common sense. Mickey Kaus, Kaus, K-A-U-S. I follow him on, um, on Twitter, and he was going through this bill, too. And he says that this bill freezes. Um, it says here, it, it, says, it says the big Ryan-esque spending bill isn't as bad as I thought last night. It's worse. Forbids him, uh, hiring more ICE agents. Limits detention beds, making catch and release more likely. I retweeted that. Follow me on Twitter at Garrett Lewis. So I am. Uh, I'm curious about that too. If if there's anything that uh, 
that Brandon knows about that. And then there's another something else that you need to realize. Uh, everything happens for a reason, okay? Yesterday, it's you know the big story was what the fact that the this giant spending bill passed right early you know at some point in the afternoon okay um so if that was the big story and if it was so good why would the president himself announce on Twitter that he is hiring John Bolton and getting rid of McMaster now he's not saying he's firing H R McMaster but he's firing H R McMaster. And there's a pattern here, side note on this. H.R. McMaster wants to keep the Iran deal. So did Rex Tillerson. Trump doesn't like the Iran deal. He wants to get rid of Tillerson for Mike Pompeo, Mike Pompe, who doesn't like the Iran deal. And he wants to get uh, rid of uh, McMaster for John Bolton, the stash. He's got that big stash. I mean, it's classic. Guy's so, guy so good. So he wants to get rid of those guys because those uh, the, 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 anti, or the, the pro-Iran deal people and replace them with the anti-Iran deal people. That's a big deal. Now. If the Trumpster was really behind this spending bill, really thought it was good, and here's the thing, I'll bet you he didn't even see it, just like the rest of them didn't see it. And then when all of a sudden his people are going through it, and he's like, tell me what's in it. And they tell him what's in it, and he's like, where's the wall? Where's this? Why are we paying for that? That's when all of a sudden he goes, hmm. So the day that the big news is the spending bill goes through to keep the government funded, if that was such a big deal, why would the president on the same day jump that story with firing McMaster and hiring John Bolton? He did that purposefully to distract from the spending, the spending bill, because I think he realized it was bad news. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball, but I think there's a pretty good chance based on the things that he's done over the past 24 hours that he might veto this thing. He took it off the top, uh, you know, the top story of the day by saying McMaster's gone. Bolton's here, just redirecting everybody. And the libs went crazy. Bolton's crazy. He's dangerous. He loves wars. Blah blah blah. Even Ann Coulter's like, oh, now we're in permanent war. Uh, I did read though uh, sources saying that John Bolton, when he was talking to the president, assured him he does not want to start any new wars because Trump doesn't want any new wars. But the difference is Trump will do something where it's short, quick, sweet. We win because that's what we can do with our military. We have over, overwhelming military power compared to everybody else in this world, right? So I look at this and I say, everything's happening for a reason. And maybe that is, is that he's going to veto this and say, this isn't good enough. Start all over. And if the government shuts down the gate, you think Trump's afraid of a government shutdown? He's not afraid of a government shutdown. He called Rocket Man, Rocket Man, for God's sakes. He came out and called that illegal immigration for what it is. He doesn't give a crap. He's on record as saying maybe we do need a good government shutdown. He said that in the past. So that's that's what I see here. That's what I see. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5670. There's too much going on where he's trying to override this. And, and again, I bet you he... Listen, Congress had literally... Uh, a thousand minutes to read a 2200 plus page bill. And again, they didn't give it to Trump. No, 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 not right away. You don't think, I mean, pff, not right away. Nobody saw this thing. Nancy and Chuck and Paul and Mitch saw. That was it. Mr. President, this is a great thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, 652, you can comment on that. We'll get to that. Brandon Judd coming up at 710. I'd like to squeeze in a couple of uh, highlights of the 
awesome Bud Foster story too, uh, where he's trying to convey he's play, acting again as a press release, the official pre- the official communications director of Pima County, City of Tucson, you name it. This time it's Pima County to say why it's a good thing that they're going to have a, a they're trying to get a sales tax pushed through for the first time ever. It's all coming up. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. All right, let's do it. 707 on this Friday, March 23rd. Garrett Lewis with you because it's your morning ritual. On KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. President Trump giving hope back to his base, uh, threatening this morning on Twitter to veto. He's thinking about vetoing the giant spending bill. One, because he says DACA people have, were not even uh, mentioned, which, whatever. That's an election midterm thing. Secondly, he said there's no not enough funding for the wall. Not enough funding for the wall. This is not good in that aspect. What the heck? We'll talk to Brandon Judd in just a second about that, uh, head of the National Border Patrol Council. Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally, the lone Arizona member of Congress. Flake didn't vote for it. McCain didn't vote because, you know, uh, McSally's the only Republican to vote for this spending bill. And she claims, and we'll play in a second, that Border Patrol leadership is behind it. Really, they're behind the wall not being funded. Whatever. Uh, third thing I think you need to know. By the way, Kelly Ward will be on an 810 to react. Third thing I think you need to know, Pima County uh, press release guy, Bud Foster, He's the communications director for Pima County, yet he works for Tucson, who's now did a story about, hey, it's a good idea that Pima County may pass a sales tax for the first time ever uh, to fix the roads. It's very good. You want to know why? Because too many foreigners and tourists drive on it. And that that's the reason it's bad, as if foreigners and tourists don't drive on the roads up in the, the valley, right, in the Phoenix area, right? But, that's, but, but listen, he's putting out the propaganda that the county wants you to know. We'll have more on that in a little bit. Three things I think you need to know. Now, uh, uh, can you play a really quick, and I want Brandon to hear this while he's on hold, Martha McSally on Fox Business yesterday. Here we go. Look, we went to the Border Patrol leadership in the field, in the different sectors, and said, what do you need? And the president's budget request for this year included 74 miles. We're giving them almost 100 miles for them to address the issues sector by sector, terrain by terrain, and what they need in order to start building this border wall system and securing our borders. So be optimistic, Stuart. It's Mm. a good start, and we're going to keep fighting to make sure that we get this complete. Be optimistic. You just, you shush, you be optimistic. So what does Brandon Judd, the head of the National Border Patrol Council, think about that? That joins us now from somewhere on the border. Brandon, I appreciate it this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, and yourself? All right, man. So uh, so what do you guys think? I mean, are you, are you behind this, even though there is virtually no funding for the wall? And you guys can't even put up the new prototypes. It actually has language in there saying those can't be built. I think that the Republicans are hurting themselves. That's what I think. I think that, uh, that President Trump shocked the world on November um, 8th of 2016. And he shocked the world because he was a lot different than anybody else. And I think that that resonated with the, uh, with the American public. They wanted something different. And the Republicans are being, uh, they're going right back to the status quo. And I think that's going to hurt in the midterms. All we have to do is look at Pennsylvania. Um, all we have to do is look in Kansas at the special elections that we've had. Yeah, they won, uh, they won the, most of the special elections. They lost in Pennsylvania, obviously. But they won most of the special elections. But they won those special elections by such a narrow margin um, in in districts where they had been destroying the Democrats. And so you, what you're going to see, what I believe you're going to see, is I, I believe you're going to see low voter turnout just because they're upset that the Republicans are not following through 
with what the president said he was going to do, um, and the Republicans are not supporting the president. I think it's going to hurt them in the midterm elections. I think so, too. But what do you th- also specifically about what Martha McSally said? I mean, there's, ver- there's very little funding, uh, $641 million out of the $1.3 trillion going to build some kind of fencing or wall, and it's secondary and that kind of stuff. Um, is she right where... She she claims that Border Patrol leadership was involved and they got what they wanted and that kind of stuff. Is it good enough for you? Um, I, I don't. We have to have a starting point and we have to look at. Uh, we have to build the wall in in strategic locations. So in that aspect, yes. But the problem is, is we're not building the right walls. I, I mean, we can't even. We can't even use the prototypes that are built. Now, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I've seen those prototypes. I was out in San Diego when President Trump visited those prototypes. I was right there. I was 15 feet away from him. Um, and, and those prototypes are going to be impenetrable. And if those prototypes are impenetrable, we then get to dictate where the, where the crossings take place, which will allow us to be a lot more effective. And, and so... We have to look at this, and we have to take the approach and say, let's do it right. Why throw money um, at stuff that we're just going to end up having to replace or at stuff that's going to be defeated? It just doesn't make any sense. So I, I don't have a problem with, with this year allocating X number of funds to build so many miles of wall as long as it's the right wall. Um, and then next year we get more wall. But we have to look at it and say, this just isn't enough. The president has recognized that it's not enough, um, and it's not going to do. It's it's not going to move the needle as far as securing the border. And we have to do more. And so, in that respect, I absolutely disagree with with Martha. But I do agree that it has to be in strategic locations, and we have to identify the most vulnerable locations first. Brandon Judd is who you're listening to on KNST AM790. He is the head of the National Border Patrol Council. Um, before I ask you about the, the border wall prototypes uh, and, uh, and, and how impenetrable they are and things like that, since you were so close to Don, did you show him the picture of my son who was butt naked with the Make America Great Again yarmulke that I sent to you? Come on, Brandon, priorities. I, I, I didn't get to speak with him. He, he, was, uh, he was with Border Patrol Management. Um, which is another story, but I didn't get to speak with him, so I'm sorry I didn't get to show any. My pictures. wife is Next very. Time. My wife will be very disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. Um, hey, it's going to happen, though. I, I hope happen. so. I hope so. I'll give him a nice eight by ten. I'll have my kids sign it, even though anyway. Uh, so when it comes to the, uh, the the border patrol walls, I mean, did you guys know then that there was specific language in there? It came out. Breitbart was reporting it in the. I mean, 2,200-page boondoggle that nobody really read, but they found this specific language. How re- Shouldn't the Republicans have fought back and say, this is dumb? Why, could, why should we not be able to build the best border wall we possibly can? Well, again, that's why the Republicans are going to get hurt. I mean, look, Paul Ryan, the guy, I, I'm scratching my head at every single decision that this guy makes. Um, you, you, you know, we, we, make fun of, uh, we make fun of Nancy Pelosi all the time, and rightfully so. Um, but do we not have a Nancy Pelosi on the on the Republican side in, in Paul Ryan? I mean, not not quite that to that extremes, but he the decisions that this guy makes leaves me scratching my head, and you have to wonder. I mean, does he really want the Republican Party to stay in power? Um, and if he does, why isn't he doing the things that that are necessary to to get them reelected? Because right now he's hurting the Republican Party. He really is. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with a journalist named Mickey. 
Koss or Kaus, K-A-U-S, kind of a little lefty guy, but he's an honest guy. And he read in this bill that in, the, in this bill, it forbids Trump from hiring more ICE agents and limits detention beds, making catch and release more likely. Are you guys aware of that? We, we are. We, we've, we've broken this bill down and we've looked at uh, the pros and the cons. And they're, we're, what we're looking at, what we've noticed in this bill, this bill is strictly status quo. It doesn't, it doesn't move the needle on change. It doesn't help us secure the border. Catch and release, if you, if you look at the numbers right now, <clears throat> February of 2018 is the first month in President Trump's um, presidency where apprehension numbers on the border were equal to or more than a month during um, President Obama's administration. If you compare February of 2018 to February of 2016, our apprehension numbers, I believe, was just a little bit more. Um, and so what we're seeing is, is, is we saw President Trump come in, and with this rhetoric, we are going to deport every single person that crosses the border illegally. It, it drove the numbers so far down that we were at 45-year lows. I mean, we were at lows where we, did, we, where we never had immigration problems. In this illegal immigration problems in this country, we were down to those levels. Well, because our policymakers, because our um, border patrol management, our CBP management, our DHS management, because they're the exact same people that were there under the Obama administration, they did not implement policies. They did not push for the things that were necessary to keep those numbers down. And because those because they didn't do what was necessary. Those numbers are right back up to what they were in 2016 under President Obama, and that's a problem. And it's not—it's not a President Trump problem. This is a problem with with Congress, and this is why the American public does not like Congress. Yeah, I mean, they—they they put more uh, more H two B visas in there. They want more cheap labor to be able to come in here. Um, you know, you have that. What else? Uh, I mean, what else in this bill that you guys saw is a major red flag for you, if you, if you can share it with me? Well, the, the main thing is, is, is the way the funding is being allocated. If, if you look at, uh, and give me a second, um, I am on the border, so you're going to have no, to No, listen, Brandon, I, forgive me. Yeah, no, 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 dude, we appreciate the time. This is a major story. The fact that Trump, after <laughs> yesterday, the White House said that he was going to sign it, and all of a sudden this morning he does a Trumpian thing and says, you know what, I may veto this thing. Um, and, and I could understand why he would do it, but I mean, 10 million for, for recruitment and retention, 10 million for re relocation incentives, 39 million for towers, 41 million for tunnel detection, 49 million for road construction, 20 million for ground sensors, 13 million for radio, 45 million for station upgrades. Uh, if you, if you look at where this money is being reallocated, it's, it's ridiculous. We don't need $45 million for station upgrades. I'll tell you that right now. Um, Border Patrol agents aren't at the stations. Border Patrol agents are out in the field patrolling the border. Why do we need station upgrades? What we need upgrades on is we need upgrades on our uh, processing facilities where, we, where when we catch um, – uh, persons crossing the border illegally, where we send them to to process them. We need money for holding facilities so that we can hold these, these people. We need money for judges so that we can actually get these people to their deportation proceedings. Um, those are the, that's what we need money for. We don't need all of this fluff 
that, that Congress can stand up and say, well, look what we're doing, because in reality, you're not doing anything. All it is is window dressing. So it sounds it to me, it uh, everything that you guys want or think that is important was not actually in the bill. So, no. So when Martha McSally said we met with leadership, was the leadership really met with, or did the leadership of the Border Patrol, are they so politicized that they were giving uh, requests for things that weren't needed? I, I don't know who that leadership was. I'd, I'd have to ask her myself. I don't know. Did you think anybody was talked to then by Congress about what should be put in this spending bill to help you guys out? I know that the I know that the rank and file agents, the one that were actually that, that are actually on the line patrolling the border, they were not. They were not talking. And 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 again, if you if you talk with the rank and file border patrol agents, if you talk with the ones that are actually out there every single day, um, again, I spent the vast majority of my career in the Tucson. Sector. I was a line agent, um, and and I can tell you how effective physical barriers are. We look back in uh, in, in 2002 at the Naco Border Patrol Station. Um, last year, total number of apprehensions nationwide in the Border Patrol was 400,000. In one station, we have over it's, it's like 160 stations that we have nationwide. At one station in 2003. We apprehended 112,000 aliens, 112,000 at one station. Um, that was pre-physical barriers, post-physical barriers. Those numbers went down from 112,000 down to around 30,000. Wow. Now, are you going to really tell me that physical barriers don't work? I mean, the, the, pro- the, the proof's in the pudding. So, but why we don't address this and look at this and say, Let's actually look at what works, and let's do what works is, is beyond me. And, and it's, all, it's all about um, politics. The, the Republicans are worried that, oh, my gosh, people are going to hate us because we're building walls. We have walls. Why not just build better walls? Yeah, and, and honestly, if people hated them, they wouldn't have voted for Trump. He wouldn't have won. Exactly. I'm just over this. So real quick, speaking of walls, by the way, Brandon Judd, head of the National Border Patrol Council, is on KNST AM 790, somewhere on the border, and I really appreciate the time, man. Um, so you were in San Diego. Trump was there 15, from, uh, 15 feet from you. You guys were looking at these big, beautiful walls. I don't want you to have to give away secrets, but you said they're impenetrable. There are still people that doubt that. I mean, can you some kind, some way, in some way describe the walls and how they're going to work and why they're going to work and why they're so much better? Yeah, if, if, if you look at the technology that went into it. So when we built the original walls uh, that, that you currently go down and see, there was no research and development that was done on the walls. It was just hey, this sounds good, let's do it. And that's why you have a bunch of mix-and-matched um, hodgepodge walls when, when you drive along the border. What they actually did, and this is, this is President Trump's business expertise, um, he said, I want companies to come in, and I want them to do research and development, and I want them to build me prototypes, and I can see these prototypes um, and how these prototypes are going to work. And, and that's exactly what the companies did. And so a lot of companies said, okay, let's have a solid wall that goes from the ground all the way up, and then we'll make, we'll, we'll make certain areas um, thicker than others where it's more likely that they're going to try to penetrate the wall. Others said, no, we need, uh, we need, uh, we need see-through areas to where we can see the threat coming up to the border, which I will tell you right now, um, I agree with that. We have to be able to see what's coming up to the border. Um, they, they made them 30 feet high. Uh, look, you can't scale a 30-foot high wall like what they currently do. They, they put, um, 
they put cylinder tubes. Uh, some of them have cylinder tubes at the top. The reason why you have cylinder tubes is so that you can't put grappling hooks at the top of them. They did a lot of research into this. And then on top of it, they had the U.S. Special Forces go out and test these walls. And there were some walls that they determined you literally cannot scale. You just can't do it. And you cannot, you cannot bring up a welding torch and burn through it. Um, you know, I'm, I, I guess if you brought a bazooka up or, or a tank, I mean, you're, you're never going to be able to build a wall that a tank or a bazooka can't go through. But you're looking at the normal tools that smugglers use. <coughs> these walls are impenetrable as per the normal tools that, that, that smugglers use. They so, just cannot penetrate the wall. So the geniuses that say, well, all i got to do is put a 35-foot ladder up there and they'll get right over it. No. No, you can't. Hey, you, hey, I don't want off, to. <laughs> first off, if you see how high 30, 30 feet is, um, a ladder that goes up 30 feet, nah, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, and, and then when you, when you talk about the, 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 the cylinders at the top, um, you know, if you put a thirty if you put a thirty foot ladder on the south side of the border, you're not going to get a thirty foot ladder on the north side of the border. So how are they going to get down? Listen, it, it the just, people it just hate the sense. wall. I'm, they, I'm telling you, these walls, these walls, per the technology that there is available, minus bringing out military grade um, stuff, you cannot penetrate these walls. Now, there's nothing you can do to stop people from tunneling under walls. There's nothing you can do about that, but they're building these walls so far underground that to tunnel under them is going to be such a cost. It's, it's going to be, it's just not going to be cost efficient to do it. And you guys and will so have sensors they, or something, right? Or you'll be able to somehow know if they're trying to get underneath there. You'll have, you know, cameras, drones, something, right? Yes. It's going yes. to take time. So, so that's, that's why these walls are, are literally impenetrable. You know, I, I, I testified, I testified before the uh, um, House Homeland um, Border Maritime Subcommittee uh, two weeks ago, and a question was asked. Um, a congresswoman from California, of course, who hates Trump, yep. um, asked uh, Deputy Commissioner Vitello if uh, if President Trump was right when he said that uh, the walls are will be ninety nine point nine percent impenetrable. And Vitello danced around the question, danced around the question, danced around the question. He never gave an answer. Well, when it came time for me to testify, I absolutely and said. 100% unequivocally that the President of the United States was absolutely correct, and I gave the reasons why um, the President was correct. And we can tell you that where we have these walls, no crossings will take place where those walls are, which is what we want because we want to dictate where um, illegal crossings occur. Really, you just... I'm just curious, though. You just mentioned the fact that also, and I'm glad you gave that information, but... Ronald Vitello, he is uh, in charge of Border Patrol. Does he not like Trump? Why would he not say yes like what you well, did? Well, I mean, you, you have to look. During the campaign, in March, of, in March of 2016, Ronald Vitello tweeted out um, a picture comparing Trump to Dennis the Menace. You do the math. Can, this is what it's understand. I understand Trump's the president and the government is huge. And you have a lot of people overseas, but why doesn't he fire his butt? I, I don't know. <laughs> You're friends with him. He's mentioned you several times. He's tweeted about you. Call him. Send him my picture. Call him. Make it happen. Uh, t- Do you really think? Look, I'm, I'm flattered by everything. I'm flattered by... By you know, we you and I joke all the time where, where he called me a friend, shouted out, blah, 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 tweets me out. But... He, we do have to understand that this guy is dealing with North Korea. He's dealing with Iran. 
Um, he is the president of the United States. I don't have a direct line as much as I would love to say that I do. Um, it just doesn't work that way. I understand. So. Real quick, I, and I, I, I just got an email. I just want you to know this is inside baseball, but people need to know. The fact that uh, you have the Republican Party liking this spending bill, just bringing it back. You know, Paul Ryan loves it. McConnell, you know, McConnell loves it. Martha McSally loves it. Other don't like it. You in the Trump Trump threatened to, to veto this. I think he's going to veto it. And one of the reasons I just got an email from a communications person with the Republican Party. Uh, President Trump has threatened to veto the omnibus spending bill. Would you like to have someone on to talk about it? If Trump wasn't serious about it. And he didn't tell the Republican Party, I'm serious about it. I don't think they would actually have people going on media shows talking about why he should veto this. Am I right or am I right? No, you're absolutely right. You're, is... you're absolutely right. And, 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 and come on, again, this is a different president. This is what the American people wanted. Wouldn't we want to see him veto something yeah. that he doesn't think is going to work? Yeah. Isn't That's... that the way to go? I, I, I was just, between everything that you've said about the spending, all this other stuff, but tell, you're giving unbelievable information, the border wall, and then I got this. This is a lot of stuff happening in the past 20 minutes, man. So, uh, listen, I appreciate it. Are, are you sick? Are you okay? Allergies? You out there in the dust? What's going I, on? Not just a cold, just okay. cold. I sound a lot worse than I feel. And trust me, I still look very, very good. Oh, God. You know, again, that's that's up for debate. But we both look very good when people can't see our faces on the radio. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Something like that. <laughs> Brandon, man, be safe. Thank you so much for the time this morning, man, and making news. And I'm sure I'll see you on all the major uh, uh, news stories and, and TV stations uh, today and tomorrow and over the weekend. Dude, I appreciate it. Good catching up with you, man. Thanks. Appreciate right, it. Take, Have a good day. You too. That's uh, Brandon Judd. Head of the National Border Patrol Council right here on KNST AIM 7 It's why you listen. We get the, um, you know, despite the fact that people don't like us, there are people that do like us. That's all I'm going to say. We'll continue. What a, holy crap, there's a lot of stuff going on. I got to expand on this. And what do you think about the Trumpster possibly vetoing this? What Brandon said. I mean, he knows. I'm, call, I'm, I'm right now, I think I'm going 75% veto. That's, that's my, my cake. We'll continue on KNST. It's a Republican that voted for this spending bill. And she told a, uh, a Stuart Varney, be optimistic, Stuart, it's good. Oh, okay, that's cool. Be optimistic, it's good. It's good. Uh, third thing I think you need to know is that uh, Bud Foster, the official uh, communications, the unofficial communications director for Pima County in the city of Tucson when he does a story for them, uh, is uh, out touting the fact that a sales tax in Pima County would be good for you uh, because it'll help pay for the roads. Because we have too many foreigners and tourists that drive on them and don't pay into it. But if they're here and they buy stuff, then yes, even though they're, they're not here as much as we are and we have another tax to pay, it's a good thing. It doesn't explain the fact that uh, they have tourists and, and foreigners up in the valley at a much higher level than us and their roads are okay. But whatever. And they also tried to tell you in the propaganda machine, he said, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to save you more money in the long term because the, the average person puts a lot of money into fixing their car versus what they're going to pay in a tax for the road. Because they're hitting the potholes. Yes, I know, but he said that's why you need to just shut up and pay the tax because it'll save you money versus actually paying, you know, uh, pay, getting to pay your, getting to, uh, paying to have your car fixed. Because that's what he was told to say by Chuck Huckleberry. Three things I think you need to know. Are you with me on this, by the way? And by the way, you can comment 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, do you think this is, I mean, do you think that the Trumpster is playing the Republicans? Because as of yesterday, he had his people going out there. He had Mick Mulvaney. Yep, president's going to sign it. Sarah Huckabee Sanders puts out a statement. Yep, president's going to sign this spending bill. 
And all of a sudden, this morning, I'm considering a veto of the omnibus spending bill based on the fact that 800,000 plus DACA recipients have been totally abandoned by the Democrats, not even mentioned in the bill. And the border wall, which is desperately needed for our national security defense or national defense, is not fully funded. Out of nowhere, he just throws that out. And again, he wants to spread this. Are they greasing the wheels? Did he, did he play his own people? Get out there and say this. Sure, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm thinking that once he started to realize what was in the bill, because nobody read it. Nobody read it. I got to make this point again. Nobody read it. It was the top story of the day until a few hours after it was passed. Maybe the president got wind of what was in it. Not the wall funding that he wanted. I mean, there's a whole bunch of crap that's not in it, but garbage in here, right? So what does he do? He tries to change the narrative and the lead story by saying, McMaster, you're gone. You're not my national security advisor. I'm bringing in the mustache, John Bolton. If the, if the spending bill was that good, he would not. He would have waited a day, maybe even waited till Monday. They're not going to make the switch till April 9th. Why on a Thursday at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific time, by the way, did he do this? That was like after 6 o'clock on the East Coast. That's after the news airs on TV. They, they have everything done. I think he did it to counteract the spending bill. Uh, Rand Paul did a great job pointing out garbage in this spending bill, by the way. You ready for this? In this spending bill, $1.3 trillion, you work, I work, right? Our tax dollars, we get taxed every day, every two weeks, you name it. $12 million of our money going for scholarships for Lebanon. $20 million for Middle East Partnership Initiative Scholarship Program. $12 million in military funding for Vietnam. How strange does that sound, by the way? It's also taking a shot at China in that, but... Three and a half million in nutrition assistance to Laos. What? Fifteen million dollars in developmental assistance to China, who we just placed tariffs on. Ten million dollars for women in Afghanistan. Ten million dollars for disadvantaged Egyptian students. Twenty-five million for international religious freedom. Rand Paul writes $218 million for promoting democracy development in Europe. Yep, the birthplace of democracy needs promoting. Promoting democracy development in Europe. Until they stop letting in a radical Islamic terrorists, it ain't going to matter, whatever. Um, $1.371 billion for contributions to international organizations. $10 million for UN environmental programs. $2.696 billion for international disaster assistance. The world hates us, and we're bailing them out. $5 million for Vietnam Education Foundation grants. Shall I continue? Are you getting the picture here? Are you getting it? <clears throat> Are you getting it? And Martha McSally. Martha voted for this. She thought it was great. Now, let me just put the caveat, and I know Kelly Ward's people aren't going to like this, but it is what it is. Kirsten Cinema is bad. Somehow, someway, if Martha beats Kelly, and I still don't think it's going to happen, by the way. You, you know, the Reagan thing, 80%. You got to get 80% of what you want. It's better than nothing. Better than nothing. 
Oh, this is interesting. Okay, let's jump to Bart. Bart, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, you know, I just can't believe I wasn't too hot on McSally, but uh, after this vote, I'm done with her in the primaries. I mean, they 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 had a thousand minutes to read over two thousand pages. Yep. And they just must have complete contempt for us because. We thought I thought this was more of a Democrat thing that you know leftists would do this stuff, and now that the Republicans are running the show, they're doing the same crap. Yep, it is so disheartening. I mean, they just they think we're this stupid. Yep, they think and it's the most irresponsible. There's no justification for it. Well, None. Well, hang on a second. Do you do? Hang on a second. Do you think that this was done purposefully by Republicans that hate Trump? Because now they know, hey, if we piss off our own base. We don't care if we lose. We want Trump out. You know, you know, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell don't like Trump. So if they could do this and screw Trump and make Republicans not show up to vote in the midterms and the Democrats get in there and they get the House and they impeach Trump, guess what? The swamp wins. Yeah. You know, nothing would surprise me anymore. So that's the thing. You nothing can't let you, you can't let them get you down. But when it comes to McSally, are you in the are you in the Kelly Ward camp now? I'm definitely in the non-McSally camp, and then our and I'd probably say I'm more for Ward, yeah, because Arpaio he couldn't win in Maricopa, so I don't know how he could win. Yeah, he's nice. Uh, he's too old. He's, yeah, he's too and, old. He's got to go. And, and and McSally, I mean, if she wins the primary, I'll be forced to vote for her in the general. But man, it just there's no way I vote for her in the primary. No, no chance. Way. No chance. All right. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to uh, Kelly Ward about this at 810 this morning. So if you're going to your computer because you got to get out, of, you know, get out of your car or whatever, you can't listen on the radio, listen to KNST.com or go to iHeartRadio.com or the iHeartRadio app. Download it there. It's free. It's easy. You can listen on the go. We'll continue. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Ah, yes, hello, it's 8.08, it is your morning ritual, Garrett Lewis with you, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. What a morning, there is so much stuff going on right now, so much stuff, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster, the Trumpster has said, I may veto this big spending bill. He starts wondering, the tweet mentions the fact that DACA people are mentioned, which I'm like, whatever, who cares? But that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's an election thing. That's to drive Democrats away from voting in November. Second thing he said, there's not enough funding for the wall. The wall is not fully funded. He may veto it. This is incredible stuff. Plus, I've been given an email. I, I get an email from the GOP communications department. They're like, you want someone to talk about President Trump possibly vetoing? The spending bill, and I'm like, wow, this, I think this is going to happen. They wouldn't put people out to talk about it unless he was serious. Second thing, and we're going to have Kelly Ward to talk about that in a second. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Martha McSally, the only Republican in Arizona to vote for this spending bill. Oh, yeah, she thinks it's, like, great. We had Brandon Judd on last hour talking about how bad it is. How bad it is. Matter of fact, Brandon Judd even said, I don't know what Martha's talking about. Uh, I, nobody that I know talked to her because she said, we went to the leadership. We'll hear that in just a second. Uh, but she voted for it. Oh, Martha, had she read it in time? Third thing I think you need to know, uh, Pima County uh, went through their unofficial communications guy, Bud Foster at Tucson News Now, to say that uh, a new tax coming to Pima County may happen, a 
a sales tax. And that's good because that's going to pay for the roads because Pima County apparently hates foreigners. Too many foreigners and tourists drive the roads and cause damage. They don't pay enough for it. So apparently they don't want foreigners here or tourists in Pima County. Oh, they're going to build the wall to keep them out. They want, a, they want a foreigner ban. And they have the nerve to say anything about Trump. Three things I think you need to know. Before I bring on uh, uh, Kelly, let's play uh, Martha. It go, go to about 30. It started about 30, Ryan. Um, yeah, a little bit before. You right about there? Uh, this is what she said with Stuart Varney on Fox. Here we go. Look, we went to the Border Patrol leader, leadership in the field, in the different sectors, and said, what do you need? And the president's budget request for this year included 74 miles. We're giving them almost 100 miles for them to address the issues sector by sector, terrain by terrain, and what they need in order to start building this border wall system okay. and securing our borders. So be optimistic, Stuart. It's a good start. Okay, and we're gonna keep Be optimistic. Don't say anything bad. And by the way, we had Brandon Judd on, the head of the National Border Patrol Council, last hour. And he said, uh, nobody, and he's, again, he's the head of the union for them. And, he, and he's a Border Patrol agent. He said, nobody that I know talked to her or anybody about this stuff in here. And he pointed out everything that was wrong that they're wasting money on. He's not happy about it. And they're not happy about it. So what the hell is Martha talking about? Reacting to this, uh, her opponent, Dr. Kelly Ward. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Hey, Garrett. I'm doing great. I'm glad you're feeling better. But oh, thank wow. You. I mean, there is so much going on right now. I mean, Martha wants to think that, you know, wants all of us to think she's best friends with the Border Patrol leadership. She's best friends with President Trump. She's best friends with all of us. But we know that that is simply not the case. She is a fake conservative. She proved it yesterday. She is Martha McSpender, just like Senator Rand Paul called her when he was out here campaigning for me. She's even Martha McSwampy, as the Democrats are, are calling her. Uh, it's time for big change, and I look forward to getting there and actually being a senator that Arizona can be proud of. Wow. So I'm assuming that you would not have voted for this gigantic spending bill. Uh, no, and I was already pushing, hey, don't do this, don't do this, you know, on Twitter and on Facebook and with my, my uh, supporters, because when you look at the bill, and, and granted, I haven't looked at the whole thing, but I was very, very grateful to Senator Paul for putting up the things as he was reading it, and he only got through 6,000 of the over 2,300 pages. And believe me, as a physician, you have to be able to read quickly and read for comprehension. And if he could only get through 600 pages, I don't know how the rest of the, the uh, 535 of them or 533 of them uh, got through it. So, um, you know, it, it, doesn't, it gets rid of the choice program for veterans, for goodness sake. Wow. Uh, you know, that's something that's in there. It limits how many people ICE is able to detain per year. And it certainly doesn't, you know, build the wall. It doesn't fund and build the wall. It funds all the Democrat priorities, Planned Parenthood, sanctuary cities. It continues to fund it, Obamacare. It's ridiculous. It builds walls, but not in America, in Tunisia, and, uh, you know, in, in the Middle East. This is incredible. I mean, what are we, we, we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? And Rand Paul points out, and he tweeted it, $12 million for scholarships for Lebanon? Uh, yeah. you know, $15 million in developmental assistance to China. I mean, we just put right. tariffs on China. What the hell's going on right. there? Right. Several million dollars for uh, reproductive and family planning in other countries. Now, you know, that's code for abortion. Mm-hmm. Now so me- it's, it's a, 
you know, I hope that the president is serious, and I hope that he does use his veto power on this monstrosity. Now, that's the thing I was going to ask you. You know, yesterday, uh, his people, whether it's Mick Mulvaney, whether it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they're like, oh, president's going to sign it. You know, it's not perfect, but he's going to sign it, blah, blah, blah. And then right before our, our show starts, he shocks the world and says, you know what? I may veto this. I may veto this. And then I want to get your take on, one, if you think he's really going to do it, uh, or and two, about an hour ago, I got an email from the GOP communications office where all of a sudden, you know how this works, you know, they yeah. offer people to give, you know, the GOP point of view for things, right? And all right. of a sudden I get this email where they're like, uh, the president uh, had tweeted out that he may veto the spending bill. Would you like someone on to talk about this? And I'm thinking, right. if they're offering someone to push what the president may do, which is to veto this, I think there's a really good chance he's going to veto it. Well, it could be more of his 3D chess. Yesterday, when that, that bill came to light, uh, he exposed a lot of swamp creatures on the Republican side, and he, and he put them out there for the people to see. Because the people don't want to continue this spending into oblivion of our country, but the selling off of the future of our kids and our grandkids. They are sick and tired of that. So he did expose. He exposed Martha here in Arizona. You mentioned she's the only Republican. Even Jeff Flake voted against his budget. Uh, she's the only Republican in our state, in, in our delegation, who voted for this big spending budget. She joined her twin, Kirsten Cinema, And, you know, it, 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 it's just too much. It's just too much. <laughs> Kelly Waters, who you're uh, listening to on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um, so the fact that, uh, that, that the Trumpster may do this, and I want to ask you about this also, because... I know the 3D chess, and we like to romanticize. We like to think that he's ahead of the game in this aspect. And it sounds great, and sometimes he is. You just never know where the guy's going to come from. Um, yeah. The fact that he, this was the top story yesterday, this spending bill, right? And all of a sudden, yeah, he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And then he overrides that by saying John Bolton is going to be the um, the new national security advisor. Now, if the spending bill was so great, why would he try to top that with another story? Do you think that was the first hint that he was upset with this bill? Hey, you know, I don't know how he decides what order he's going to do what, but I know he doesn't want to let down his face. I know he, he, I mean, maybe he was up all night reading this bill, and he now realizes from the time yesterday whenever the um, shysters and, and hucksters that are inside the White House that are from Mitch McConnell's camp and Paul Ryan's camp were done selling their snake oil to him, he actually um, had the wherewithal to start looking through the bill. Um, and realizes that there are a lot of, it, it's finding a lot of the wrong priorities. If people want to help me send a message to the president, go retweet my tweets, because I have one that says, thank you, Mr. President, for thinking about vetoing this bill. There's also a poll on my Twitter, if you want it vetoed, or what do you want? You can say whichever, whatever your opinion is, at Kelly Ward, A-Z, K-E-L-L-I-W-A-R-D-A-Z, go join in the conversation. So if you're Kelly Ward, uh, the senator, right, Kelly Ward, the senator, and God forbid Mitch McConnell is still in charge of the Senate next year. And all of a sudden they dump in your lap another 2,200 page bill and say, yeah, I know it's Wednesday night, but we're going to vote on this Friday morning or late Thursday night. What's going to be your response? Well, I would love to get with um, you know the, the people that I hope to be working with there, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, uh, Ted Cruz, get with them, get with their staff. We get in a room, we divide that bill up, we go through line by line. And then we have a powwow so that we can say, you know, here's, here are the good things, here are the bad things. We have got to do everything in our power to stop this going through in the form that it is currently in. How big of a blow do you think this is going to be if Martha's out there cheerleading for this? 
it's great. It's what we want. And I think she's lying through her teeth. Well, again, when she said Border Patrol, we went to leadership and we were out, we were out, uh, you know, on the border and this is what they want. We talked to them and Brandon Judd's like, I don't know anybody that talked to her. Um, yeah. How much of a blow is it going to be to her? Uh, if the fact that she thinks it's the greatest thing ever and the president comes by and says, I think this thing sucks, it's gone, veto. Well, I mean, I think it, it, you know, it, it will be good for the American people if he vetoes this. Whether it's bad or good for Martha, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Mm. It's what's good for the country. But I'll tell you, I was down on the border with Jim Chilton, with a rancher who is dealing with the druggers coming back and forth across the bill. That's what he calls them. That's the cartel members he calls the druggers going across his property, across the 25 miles that he, he has on his property, with a uh, you know, border with Mexico, and there's four strands of barbed wire right there. And that's it. That's supposed to secure our border and protect our nation and protect our citizens. So, uh, you know, we need to be listening to the Border Patrol, not making up stories that we've talked to them in order to justify a terrible, terrible vote that that you made on a terrible terrible bill now i don't know if you saw these uh these polling numbers really quick i i know you're short on time kelly um a quinnipiac poll shows that uh republicans the most important thing to republicans it's a tie at the top the economy and immigration fourth on the list is taxes there was a harvard harris poll last month said the same thing republicans care uh most uh, more about immigration than they do about taxes do you think that the republican party is literally asleep at the wheel or there's still too many swamp creatures that are pushing open borders and cheap labor and are what are going to be your focuses for the people of arizona right well the the gop as a whole and the the apparatus the pcs and the state committee men and the men and women who aren't involved in the party but identify as republicans are not asleep the people who are asleep are inside the washington dc bubble and they think that they can continue what they've done for years which is campaign as a conservative when they're running for office, fool all of us, and then continue to legislate liberally once they get into Washington, D.C. It's the McCain-Flake model, and, but it, it's going to fail this time because people see through it. Our priorities have to be to fund and build the wall, secure the border, stop illegal immigration, repeal Obamacare, keep the taxes low, make those tax cuts permanent so that we can grow the economy, but Growing the economy in order to give the swampy federal government more money isn't what we want to do. We want more of that money in our pockets, and we want to cut the spending at the federal level so that we leave this country in a better place for our kids. We have to make sure the military is strong, and we have to make sure we deliver on our veterans, but we can't sacrifice everything else in order to get that one goal. We have to get that goal, but we have to go about it a different way. And that's the last thing I want to ask you is that the military funding in this is, is just huge. And I know Obama yeah. has decimated our military. And we have real threats, Iran, North Korea. I mean, there are some real threats in this world. Um, but to the degree that uh, they have really just jumped up the budget of the Defense Department, uh, and, and Trump originally was kind of like, you know what, we had to give away a lot of stuff to get the military funded. And that's really a shot at Democrats because they just obviously don't care. Um, but do you think that was responsible to fund the military to such high levels? I think that we need to have a clean military funding bill. Uh, that's not included with all this other baloney. Whenever George Bush, and, and it probably happened before, but for me, I noticed the most when, when George W. Bush allowed social spending to come on the same level as military spending. Military spending is constitutional. It is one of the delegated powers, the enumerated powers of the federal government to protect this nation and to protect our citizens. It is not the duty of the federal government to have every social program out there to provide free 
free housing, free food, free education, free health care to everyone who manages to get inside our borders. Uh, so we, we need to separate those things and we need to, you know, control this overbearing, overreaching, overtaxing, overregulating federal government. And the way we do it is through the power of the purse. Uh, Kelly, I'm sorry I missed you last Friday. I was really, really sick. It was it was awful. I blame my uh, my child and my wife for that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, next time you come back down to town, we'll get you in studio. And uh, and I really thank you for the time this morning. Have a hey, great thanks, weekend. Garrett. We'll be down a lot. Hey, I want to let yeah. people down there know Sebastian Gork is going to be in town in, in Phoenix. But we have rides from Pima County on a bus if you guys want to come. Go to the website. You can find out about the event. Email Karen at KellyWard.com if people want to come up and see Seb. He is going to be amazing because he's going to be talking about making America safe again and uh, and talk about his recent uh, interactions with the president as oh, well. Yeah. And when is when is he going to be in town in Scottsdale? It's March 20, March 29th okay. on, on Thursday night. Okay. They go to your website and then email Karen at KellyWard.com to, to, to get hooked up with a ride? Exactly right. Awesome. Uh, very cool. Uh, he's awesome. I Listen, kudos to getting him in there. I think it only adds to your campaign and the credibility. So, Kelly, we're yep, having... Yep. Yeah, it's great. Have, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for the time. You too, Garrett. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, we'll continue. 823-880-KNST-880-567. I still want to get to the, the Bud Foster story because it cracks me up. And we got to get the highlights of the Brandon Judd interview. We'll get to your reaction to all this stuff. And do you think... Tr- we'll take call- I swear we'll finally take calls. Do you think Trump will actually veto this? And why? Don't give me some yes or no crap. Why? We'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. talk. All right, it's 830 Easter Sunday. You can celebrate Easter Sunday at Old Tucson. That's right. Buy one, get one free admission. And you're going to have Old, Old Tucson signature stunts, kitty rides, a petting zoo, and even have a chance to win a four-pack of tickets right now at KNST.com. Good luck. Sunny and 82 today. Let's quickly go to Mark. Mark, you're first. Welcome to KNST. Hi. Uh, good morning, Garrett. Ah, you know, I'd try to make you look good, but I uh, know I don't need to, so... We'll I like that. Go on. <laughs> well, you're you're brightening my spirits by telling me that President Trump uh, might consider vetoing... Well, he this, said uh, that. He said that. ...seeming pile of crap. Yeah. 2,000 pages, man. What makes, what makes anything in Congress worth 2,000 pages? What makes what? I'm sorry? What makes anything in Congress worth two thousand pages? And uh, then also, yeah. you know, when you hear when you hear Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi praising this as a great day for America, mm-hmm. you really you really know that things are going wrong. Well, you're right, and I get you know not only are they happy, but they're also doing it to try to just make you feel like garbage so you don't show up in November. There's a double. They're, they're doing it for multiple reasons. Well, I won't be voting for Martha McSally. So again, coming in behind uh, Kelly Ward, I appreciate you know you, you bringing her in here. Giving us a little breath of fresh air, man, because this thing is just, it's, it's stifling. It's crazy. But let me ask you this, though. Again, I, you know, I'm, I'm, the thing is, Repub- Democrats are becoming what Republicans were. They're like eating their own, like the hardcores are like, I'm not going to vote for someone that's not a Bernie socialist, which is cool, right? I mean, that's great. That's one of the things that helped Trump. But Republicans, for the longest time, they lived in their box and they wouldn't do it. And they're not, I, it's hard for me to say this, and I don't like Martha, but I, I, I look at it this way now. Kirsten Sinema is a hell of a lot worse. So God forbid Kelly Ward loses. I think the only thing you can do is vote for Martha. You know. Well, yeah, exactly. And and I I'm not a Republican anymore. Exactly. I'm, cer- I'm certainly a conservative. I appreciate your point of view in regards to these things. I mean, but I would I would I guess you know vote for 
vote, vote for Martha. See, I can't even say it. I know? know, I know, I know. You got to hold your nose, but God, hopefully we don't get there. <laughs> hopefully we don't get there. But there are still, well, there are some people that think that for some reason Kelly can't win, which I don't understand. I mean, after Trump won, anything is possible, and she has a legitimate uh, you know team behind her now. Man, Ed Rollins is her. Uh, uh, exactly. Campaign exactly. I mean, there's, there's Seb Gorka's coming in. Rand Paul was here. I don't know why well, people just want to attack her for that. It, it mystifies me. Exactly. And and having Ed Rollins, you can't imagine the amount of strength that guy sitting there being so quiet, yep. so, so reserved. But the, he's 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 a powerful force in politics, yep. no doubt about it. I got you, Mark. Thank you for listening, man. I appreciate the All kind right. words. Take care, buddy. Eight thirty three. We'll get to uh, press release, Bud Foster. This is going to be fun. Uh, do you want a new tax coming to Pima County? The uh, the leadership said, Bud, we need you to get a message out for us. So he works for Tucson News Now, and he did. A new sales tax coming to Pima County. I will fill you in and why it's insane. Right now, though, here's Fox. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Eight, Just oh, ask your wife. Always stepping on the wife. 842. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster has threatened to veto that giant spending bill, right? That giant spending bill. He wants to veto it. Well, he's thinking of vetoing it because there's not enough funding for the border wall. And he also mentioned there's nothing about deck. I th- that's just politics to drive down Democratic turnout in November. I'm telling you, uh, that's all. And to expose them for being a bunch of phonies. But other than that, this is pretty good stuff, right? And on top of that, again, I'm being offered by the GOP communications department. This is totally inside baseball. I, sh- I probably shouldn't be telling you, but I don't care. Uh, they're offering interviews uh, of their people. Wanted to talk about Trump possibly vetoing this, threatening to do it. If they didn't, if he didn't think it was a good idea, if it wasn't a very good possibility, they wouldn't send people out to kind of grease the wheels, I'm telling you. Second thing I think you need to know, Martha McSally is the only Republican in Arizona to vote for this gigantic spending bill. Do you think she read it? She claims also that uh, Border Patrol, the, the, the people on the front lines were asked, what do you like? What do you want? It's in this bill. No, it's not. Brandon Judd said, no, it's not. He's the head of the National Border Patrol Council. Third thing I think you need to know, we'll get to this now, uh, Bud Foster. Bud Foster, he works for Tucson News now. His unofficial job is the communications director for Pima County. Uh, he put out a story because they want him to do it, that it's a good thing. Pima County's finally taking the road seriously, and it's a very good thing because they're going to they're gonna want to create a new tax, a sales tax in Pima County, first time ever. And it's better for you because... It's cheaper to pay that tax than pay for your car to be fixed because of their failures of fixing the roads. Now this is better, and they don't want any foreigners. Your foreigners do too much damage, I swear. It's all coming up right now. Three things I think you need to know. You need to hear this to believe it. Ryan, let's play it. I sw- This is like the craziest thing ever, this story from uh, good old Bud. Bud Foster. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Bud Foster, again, what do you want to call him? Press release, Bud? unofficial communications director for Pima County or Tucson, depending on what it is. He did this the story last week about Regina Romero going on a website and clicking a button. What a story that is, right? What a story that is. Um, so Bud apparently was told, hey, we may be having a... Uh, can you push this for us? But we may have a, a new tax. We want to get the word out that it's good. Can you do that angle for us? Sure, not a problem at all. That'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah. P. 
Pima County may pass its first ever sales tax. Is that a positive? He says it is. He writes in a story, right now, homeowners shoulder the burden for the county's operating budget. Last year, the board passed a property tax increase, which raises $19 million a year for road repair, which by the year 2095 should have the roads fixed, right? Anyway, makes a small dent. Nearly a billion dollars is what we need. Nearly a billion dollars. So if this is passed, it's on the verge of passing, according to Bud. If this is passed, it'll pay for road repair and lower property taxes. You're going to pay one way or the other. That's the thing. Right? Now they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to have foreigners pay. Oh, yeah. What do they have against foreigners? What a bunch of racists over there in Pima County. Right? Are they playing head games? No, they're just they're just trying to they're, they're in a way I guess they're just trying to make sure they can get this thing passed and they want the public to support it. So they put Bud to put out the good word instead of challenging uh, things they do. They have Bud just go do a press release for him on Tucson News Now. Well, it's urgent. It's well, it's very urgent. Let's play the first one, number uh, forty-eight. Forty. This is part of the story. I thought this was interesting. He talked to a guy. Here we go. Yeah, I lived up in Gilbert for like four or five years. And how were the roads up there? Amazing. I mean, you never run into this. I mean, this never happens up in Gilbert. Why? You know why? I bet you I know why. They don't allow foreigners or tourists in Gilbert. Am I right or am I right? Man, they are cold as ice. Do they have a big wall up there? A big Trump wall? No foreigners, no tourists? See, I thought Pima County, they're a welcoming community. They can't be that welcoming if they want to tax foreigners for coming here, right? They're doing it by making them pay a, uh, a property, I'm sorry, a sales tax. Tourists, they're basically chasing them away. It's more expensive to come here now. Well, the potholes are so bad, they make you see double vision. Like the song? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you not been looking at what I'm saying over here? I Yes. You're, Feels you, like the first time I've talked uh, about will this. Will you stop? So there you go. Bud talks to a guy who's like, in Gilbert, they have no problems. So I ask, why in Gilbert are there no problems? Again, do they keep out tourists or they welcome them in? Maybe they spend their money wisely. They don't waste it. They're not a bunch of wacko libs. That could be a thing, too. Anyway, let's play the next one. Uh, this, uh, let's do 49. 49, Bud Foster. Here we go. Two For decades, now. homeowners have shouldered the burden yes. in Pima County. While out of state or even out of country, visitors drove the roads and paid nothing. That will change under the new sales tax, which, by the way, is the recommendation of a citizens panel which held seven public meetings. Did that just happen? Did that just happen? Play it again. Play it again. For decades, homeowners have shouldered the burden in Pima County. While out of state or even out of country, visitors drove the roads and paid nothing. That will change under the new sales tax, which, by the way, is the recommendation of a citizens panel, which held seven hmm. public meetings. Hmm. Why don't they just do apartment taxes? Why do they not get to pay? Let's do the next one. Here we go. This is another beauty right here. And another benefit, according to the numbers, the county says that if you have to drive on roads like this, and a lot of people in Pima County do, the county it actually says. costs you $542 a year in car repairs. The tax will cost you about $100 a year. So the county is essentially saying, you can pay me now, or you can pay up later. Or, yeah, but no matter what, you're going to pay because we suck at our job. 
The damage is done. Yeah, I mean, we have a $1.3 billion budget. We put $5 million a year of that toward road repair. So we're going to just taxi again. Instead of going through the budget and finding more money to get rid of, you know, to, to basically not spend on these wasteful things and fix the roads, screw that. We're just going to taxi somewhere else. Listen, it's going to cost you a lot of money. See, we have screwed up so badly that your road, the road trashes your car. That's what it comes down to. It trashes your car. I love it. The committee's reasoning is the sales tax would be spread over a larger universe, Bud writes, which would include not only residents in Pima County, but visitors such as winter visitors and tourists alike. And he used the word foreigners. We need a wall to keep them out so our roads are better. Am I right or am I right? You know, um, I'm just going to throw it out there. How many illegal aliens have damaged our roads by driving on it? What if we had a wall up that would have stopped the illegals from coming here, driving illegally? You think our roads would be better? And seriously, when Buck, uh, Bud says, well, according to the county numbers, the county wants you to know, the county, the county, the county, the county, the county, the, that is one hell of a press release to read on a TV station, isn't it? Yeah. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We will continue in five you can comment, KNST, AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. It's not Shannon. What is it? Shannon. Shut up. I'm not Irish. What do you want from me? Well, it's it's uh, it's Gaelic for Shannon. You're Gaelic. <laughs> I don't even know. We're very immature. And then we talk about very serious things, and then we go straight to the immature stuff, right? Shut on. Shut on. Uh-huh. It's 910. It's your <laughs> morning ritual on this Friday. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. President Trump shocks the country this morning. After we're all let down, he tweets out, I am considering a veto of the omnibus spending bill. Based on the fact that 800,000-plus DACA recipients have been totally abandoned by the Dems, not even mentioned in the bill, and the border wall, which is desperately needed for our national defense, is not fully funded. Now, again, he takes a shot at the Dems, uh, hoping to sabotage their voter turnout by saying, you guys, Dems are lying to you, they don't care. Pointing that out, and he's saying the border wall. Yesterday, his peeps were saying he's going to sign it, not a problem. This morning, not so quick. If he doesn't sign it, at some point today, government shuts down at midnight. And then, you know, then only 88% of the government continues to run, which is cool. Which is cool. Uh, by the way, the the fact that I have to bring this up every time I tweeted about it, I put it on Facebook. The fact that the GOP communications department is offering people to talk about the Trump tweet that he may, he may veto this, to me shows there's a very, very, very good chance that he is going to veto this. A very, very, very good chance. They're providing people to talk about it. Uh, When the head honcho of the party, which is Trump, does this and instructs this, he wants to grease the wheels so everybody knows why he's doing it. That's why he's sending out people to talk about it. I'm just telling you, I'm in the business for a while. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that Martha McSally is the only Republican to vote for this ginormous spending bill. The only one. Third thing I think you need to know Bud Foster acts as a uh, unofficial spokesman, communications director, outreach, whatever, for Pima County. Try does a story about why it's good that Pima County may have a sales tax for the first time ever. 
to help pay for the roads. He did all the talking points for the county, including the fact that they blame the fact that we have too many visitors. For years, visitors and foreigners have come here, driven the roads, ruined them, and they left. Now we'll have a sales tax, and they get to pay more. Of course, the people that live here around, around, uh, uh, the year-round, they'll pay for it, right? And why are they so against foreigners and stuff? I thought they are a welcoming community. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. To talk about all this stuff, uh, Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller joins us. Hi, Allie. How you doing? Uh, good morning, Garrett. I'm fine. How are you? Good. So next time you guys have a, uh, when's the next meeting, Tuesday or next Tuesday? It's on April 3rd. Can you ask? Can you ask them if we're such a welcoming community? Why is the county against foreigners or ripping <laughs> foreigners and tourists for coming here and ruining our roads? This this mindset and this rationale for passing a sales tax to fix the roads just boggles the mind. Seriously, the visitors don't pay. They stay in our hotels. They pay bed tax. They stay in. They shop in our communities. They pay sales tax. They get gas in their cars. Guess what? Every time you buy a gallon of gas, what happens? Oh, you're paying for gas tax to fix the roads. And, oh, by the way, the rental car has taxes, on and on. And to use this rationale, and if they think people in this community are stupid enough to vote for yet another tax, I think they're seriously mistaken because I think people have had it. They proved it with the last bond election Mm -hmm. in 2015, and the people understand exactly what's going on. And then just last meeting... Four to one vote. They approved $25 million is being spent on that courthouse. And in there are leases. The U of A gets $4 million of tenant improvements. You just don't do that. You let people do their own tenant improvements. Turnkey. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right. Pima County taxpayers are giving the U of A $4 million to fix up whatever? Part of the lease deal for the U of A is $4 million, right? They've done all these improvements to the courthouse. Now they're doing the, the um, you know, they want it to be a turnkey space so that they have to, um, you know, they have all of the, the desks, the computers, everything in place for them. And this is absolutely obscene and unheard of. And on top of that, we're mortgaging our buildings to do this. They're issuing COPS, Certificates of Participation, and these buildings are put up, county buildings are put up as collateral, and we're floating, the taxpayers are going to be paying this back for years to come, and they're floating this money up front to the U of A, Visit Tucson, who gets $10 million a year and over $3 million from Pima County from the bed tax, and these are visitors that pay that bed tax, so you just start looking at this and going, how, how much crazier can this get? And 67% of the voters said no to this courthouse in the 2015 bond election. Yeah. Chuck has decided, you know what, I don't care what the voters said, I'm going to do this. And he's doing the same thing down at the Keno Stadium. He's expanding that. They bought about $8 million worth of land. By the time it's paid back, it's $10 million. And they're going to expand that. They've got $18 million budgeted for that. So to build, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. To, to, yeah, to hang on, to build a soccer stadium that, again, in the bond election, the voters overwhelmingly yep. destroyed that. Yep. So, so let's go back. And Allie Miller's on KNST AM790 right now, Pima County Supervisor, District 1. It was 4 to 1 to pay for $25 million uh, to... to- to do these courthouse improvements and approve all these leases, yes, the vote so Steve, four to Steve, one. So Steve Christie voted for that? Yes, he did. 
And um, I'm really disappointed because he needs to stand strong with me because if we had two supervisors standing up for this, it would get a lot more attention. But when you fall into the fold just to get a few uh, roads fixed, uh, you need to stand strong on the strategy, the, the big issues, and these are the big issues. And to come out and support a sales tax on the backs of the taxpayers of Pima County who are already paying uh, over and over again for their roads. They get nothing in return. And, and can we talk about this? Because you're an expert on this. So if you go to the HERF funds, which are highway user revenue funds, right? right? People pay, ta- they go to the gas uh, station, they pay for their gas. It's 18.9 cents uh, per gallon, right? Is that right, that's what right. goes to the state of Arizona? And we get something in the neighborhood of what ninety-seven million a year. Is that right? Uh, this past year, right. it was eighty-seven million. This eighty-seven past fiscal year, and and how much of that actually went to fix the roads? Oh, probably you know for pothole repairs, which means you know they're throwing some sludge in the potholes. Yeah. And in my road, you know they go down and paint the cracks. Yeah. To prevent God. them from becoming even you know craters, um, but it doesn't do any good once you've got a crack. The water's going to get in there. And probably 10 to 15 million. The rest of it is going to pay salaries and overhead of the, the employees of the Department of Transportation. Chuck has expanded the headcount in that department to the point where we can't spend the money on the roads, and he's gotten used to using these funds for headcount and overhead. Well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And there are no um, teeth in the statutes that that um, makes forces them to spend the money directly on road repair. And when we're talking her funds, it's road repair, transportation related, right? Mm-hmm. So that can be bike paths, and we've had uh, her money spent on bike paths. That can be hawk signals. So all of these monies, uh, this is a problem, and I watched a, a report on uh, one of the news channels, uh, on one of the financial channels about the business channel about um, what's happening at the national level, what's happening at the state level with all of these gas tax monies. And over and over again, uh, exasperated analysts are going, some of these monies are going to bike paths, for gosh sakes. At the national level, they're going to wildlife overpasses, they're going to hawk signals, they're going to all of these different things, which they need to cut out the nonsense. You've got to get it focused on the So again, I mean... So, so what are the options? And we've gone over this, but we have new listeners every single day, and you're the expert on this. Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller is on KNST AM 790. Uh, what are the options then? I mean, can, can you outsource? How do you keep more of that $87 million to actually fixing the roads? I mean, we've got to be able to do more than just $15 million or whatever it is right. uh, to, out of $87 million to fix the roads. Well, here's my, my opinion on this, and it doesn't reflect any of the other supervisors, but we already outsourced. When you do an overlay on the roads, those are contracted out. So I think we should be doing that with the majority of the monies. Um, They spend way too much running around dropping off, you know, sludge in the potholes that pops out in the next rainstorm. We've got to get serious about prioritizing the spending on roads. They even passed a 25-cent tax for roads this past year, and it only raises about uh, $18 million total over the two years, and, and they're, it's not going to put a dent in it. No. What they need to do is stop spending on things like the courthouse, the soccer stadium. And I get these 
these questions over and over again. Well, what would you do to fix the roads? Well, the first thing we need to do is make it a priority. And it clearly is not a priority in unincorporated Pima County. It is a priority in Oro Valley, Sarita, Marana. Look at their roads. They don't get any extra uh, taxes for roads, but they're making it a priority. And this is, and now Pima County wants to come in and manage the roads for the whole county. Are you kidding me? Oh God! The people in Marana, Sarita, and Oro Valley, you know, they're probably going, "What the heck are they doing?" Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather let's let's give that sales tax money to Marana and let them manage the roads because they seem to do a great job. Whenever I drive out of unincorporated Pima County into Marana, Oro Valley, Sarita, the roads are fantastic, and they're getting their HERF and VLT funds, and they're using them responsibly, and they're they're making it a priority. This is the problem with Pima County, and I can tell you that Chuck is not going to make this a priority, and he has set up these committees, and he has set up the stage. He's got Bud Foster out, you know, hey, if you don't, if you don't approve this sales tax, you're going to pay even more in Exactly. It's, it's pathetic how, how bad it is. Really, really, before we get to that, <laughs> um, when Bud says in his story, we're on the verge of this, how are we going to get it? Is this going to go out to the voters? Uh, they're going, I know there is a bill running at the state legislature, and I'm not sure on the status of it, to uh, try to get it so that a simple majority can approve putting it out to the voters. Um, I will not vote for this. It is not necessary if we prioritize the spending appropriately. But, but there's no, but the, the supervisors can't just do a simple three to two vote to say, yep, we raise, we, we now create a sales tax in Pima County. Well, they want to get it out to the voters. It'll have to go to the voters. Okay. And this is what they're trying to do right now. I'm not sure on the status of that bill. As far as I know, it has not gotten to the governor for signature. But if this bill doesn't pass, it takes a unanimous vote of the Board of Supervisors to refer it out. Oh, so you're against it. Okay, good. Yeah, and I'm already hearing, oh, but out of that pot of money, we want to use money to help people do their um, income taxes, you know, for for the low-income people, and we want more money to go to low-income. Wait, 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 what pot of money? The the new sales tax that they want? The new sales tax. Even though it's supposed to go to roads, they're already diverting the money they haven't had yet, and they want to... Change it. They're telling people it's to fix the roads, and they're already thinking about other ways to use it. Yep, and they will be able to divert those monies, and that's what people need to understand. And quite frankly, I don't trust uh, Chuck Huckleberry and what's been going on down there, period. Uh, you can't trust them. They've proven no. it over and over again. The voters said no on these projects, and he's still doing them, defying them. And, and honestly, Bud is doing a very irresponsible job. At two, I mean, I make fun of him because it's fun to do that. But it's also because he does a crap job in the fact that he literally is just a parrot yes. for what he's being told by Huckleberry and the rest of them. He, hey, say this. This is why we're doing it. Can you put it out there? Sure, I can. Yeah, great. I mean, the, the fact that he actually said, you know, it's going to cost you more money to, uh, to, to yeah, it, 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 you're going to spend 500 bucks a year repairing your car versus 100 bucks a year for the tax. Yes. As, if, as if magically your car's not going to get damaged anymore because it's going to take 45 years, at least, or whatever, to fix the roads. To fix the roads, and, and if it, as long as it's not a priority. And who believes them? Who will buy into that? that Bud. And that threat, yeah, Bud will, and, you know, Bud. Hey, let me Bud. ask you this. So you're the other side, mm-hmm. and you've been you know, stating your case very well. Does Bud ever contact you to say, I did a story, you know, saying that it's, it's needed? Uh, you're a supervisor. Let's hear you tell our viewers why it's not. Why, no, yeah. he's not interested in my opinion. No. 
And, oh, uh, you know, bud. end of the day, the only time he calls is when he wants to do something. And, and I will tell you, this is going to be a big deal in this meeting. Yeah. Um, in the last, the very last meeting, I mean, I, it, it is, they are such hypocrites to get up there and vote for this courthouse, for these soccer fields, for Chuck to be allowed. I, I, I'm hearing he's got $200 million of projects he wants to do out of that bond election what? before he retires. This is, this is what I'm hearing, and we'll see what more he comes up with. But, you know, the taxpayers are asked over and over again to continue funding these types of things. And, and think about that. They're the U of A Mineral Museum. Well, that's a nice thing to have. But how many people, when you start jacking up with another sales tax, and remember the city of Tucson just passed, what is it, six-tenths of mm-hmm. a cent sales taxes in the last year? That impacts people's buying decisions. And if they think that they're going to, you know, and, and I love the way, let's just pass this, this off onto the visitors. That's absolutely crazy. Um, and, and, you know, it's just not, I, I don't believe that people are going to support this. When I ran for my election, I ran on not passing a sales tax or not increasing taxes. I can't imagine people now want to pay more in taxes. What would happen? Hang on. Can you, can you hang on for me for just a minute? i got to take sure. a quick break. But I, want more, I have more questions for you, if you don't mind. Okay. All right. Hang on. Allie Miller, Pima County Supervisor, uh, continuing. And I think Steve Christie needs, uh, has to answer some things as well uh, about this whole situation. I want to find out where are they getting the money to, for the $20 million for the soccer field? Where are they getting the money? For the courthouse. What if they don't do the courthouse? Will it, you know, will it sit there? Will we be able to survive? We'll get to all that. Don't go anywhere. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Where is Chuck getting the money to make these purchases and do this stuff? He is mortgaging our buildings. They're oh. called Certificates of Participation, which is a financial instrument. Like you uh, did with Worldview. Yes. Okay. Yep. Same thing as Worldview. You borrow the money against and you mortgage out to all of these county buildings. And it's guess where it'll be paid back from? future revenues from taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. He's committing the taxpayers to this, to these spending. And meanwhile, he comes and says, oh, if you want to get your roads fixed, you need yet another tax. He's willing to do it for, for the University of Arizona visit to some, that courthouse um, to get that up and running, but he's not willing to do it for the roads. If you're going to borrow money, taxpayer money, if you're going to mortgage buildings, don't you think that money should be going to the roads? And we could absolutely do that. But he's more interested in, in making sure that all of these projects get completed. What does he have? Like, what is so great about the courthouse? <laughs> exactly. There's going to be a U of A mineral museum there. There's Visit Tucson. So is right? that, hang on a second. So is that what... So the U of A is going to have a mineral museum, so they pub themselves to get a bunch of rock geeks in there, right? And then yep. to go there. And we get to pay as taxpayers to fix it up to make it nice for them? Yes, the taxpayers what are the paying hell? for it. They're paying it back in their lease monies, but guess what? Why are taxpayers fronting them yes. that money? And that's wrong, and the U of A has a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, do. they get, I don't know how many billions a year. They should be able to fund their own mineral museum Visit Tucson, a brick-and-mortar visitor's bureau. Does that make any sense to you? No. I mean, it's Every- a virtual world. People go online to find out what, they, what to do when they go visit someplace. Exactly. So they're going to house them in there as if people are going to just stumble into Tucson, find parking, have a very difficult time finding parking, get parked and go, where's the visitor center? I want to figure out where to go. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, this, As if it's this- 1962. 
Yeah, it, it, it is mind-boggling. And then the soccer stadium, we see what has gone on down there. You do not build it. You can't say we're going to build it and they will come. It has not happened, and it's failed, and now we're going, he's investing even more money into it. it. It makes no sense to me. And to say that we can always find money for all of these special projects that Chuck wants to do, but we can never find the money for roads. Oh, we've got to pass another tax. We got $87 million back from gas tax and vehicle license tax monies last year. And on average for the past 10 years, it's been about $77 million per year. If those monies had been spent on road repair, now we had some bonds to pay back, let's just say it was $19, $20 million. That leaves $57 million. And if we had been taking care of our roads all along, and, and you can say what you want, well, that's in the past. We need to look forward. Well, okay. Let's leave that in the past. Look forward. Now we're mortgaging our buildings for a courthouse, yeah. soccer. What's next? What, yes. what, what can we do next? What are we going to do? Hang on. Can you hang on for me for one more time if you don't sure. mind? Not get anything better to do except hang on, hold, and talk on the radio. Because <laughs> uh, I want to find out, uh, you know, if you could, with $1.3 billion budget, could you actually, I wanna, don't say anything, I want to get to the answer. We invite people to stay with us. Could you actually go through that budget? Line by line and fine, $100 million bucks a year to put towards the road, just stuff like that. We'll find out when Allie Miller continues with us in about six right here on KNST. Here's Fox. 943. Three things I think you need to know. Garrett Lewis with you here on KNST AIM 790. One, the Trumpster may veto the omnibus spending bills. Matter of fact, he's called for a White House press conference in about 15 minutes. We're going to carry it for you here on KNST AIM 790. It's a big deal. Second thing I think you need to know, Ma, the McSally, the only Arizona Republican to vote for the giant spending bill. I'm sure she read it all, right? Yeah. Third thing I think you need to know, we're talking about this, Pima County. Uh, they sent out their newsboy, Bud Foster, to be a, a walking, talking press release, trying to tell taxpayers Pima County, listen, there's gonna, there, there may be a first ever Pima County uh, sales tax. And it's great. It's great because... It'll somehow deduct your property tax or lower it. And, and everybody, we have foreigners and tourists coming here. That's what Bud said. And they ruin the roads they haven't paid. So apparently they hate foreigners and tourists. I thought they're welcoming. Three things I think you need to know. We're talking about uh, that with Allie Millenau, Pima County Supervisor. Uh, hi, Allie. What the, uh, let, let's continue real quick before I t- ask you about if you can find the money in the budget. Uh, Bud mentioned that somehow if they get this... This uh, first ever Pima County sales tax through, it'll lower property taxes. Is that really true? Uh, well, right now they have a $0.25 cents per hundred of assessed value tax for roads that they just passed last year. Yeah, for two years, right? Yep. And they should, uh, actually it goes every oh. year because the board oh. has to approve the budget okay. every year. But that was the plan at the time was they wanted to bring it back again this year. So it will eliminate that tax. But end of the day, that is that to me, that is just playing, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to, we jacked your taxes up last year. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to reduce them. And if you look at this plan that Chuck has put forward, because he's the one that came up with the spending, it shows all of the money going into reducing tax property taxes at some point. So now they want this combo, not just for road repairs, we got to reduce property taxes as well, because as you know, we're the highest tax county yep. in the state which is the root cause of why businesses won't come here. And I just got a memo from Chuck yesterday. The retirement contributions have gone up in the last five years, 26.6 
million. You want to know why uh, we're in the trouble we're in? We have way too many employees, and we can't continue down this path. Um, in five years, it went from $40 million up to $64 million, and then there's an additional $2.6 million for elected officials. We can't keep going. Uh, you know, eventually we're going to run out of taxpayer money, and they've jacked their property taxes up year after year. Yeah, they do. We have nothing to show for. You know, yeah. not, not to make light of this, but the only way to maybe get somebody's attention on this, considering you have to work with uh, Supervisor Dick Elias, uh, is that maybe if you say, we have too many white employees in Pima County, he might agree <laughs> with you. And then, you know, they say crazy things about you also. And, you know, you, you say, I'm sick and tired of getting kicked around because we're white. Yeah. And there are a thousand college stories every week about the problem of whiteness, the downfall of whiteness. I have all these stories I didn't have a chance to get to. I didn't, I didn't do today because I ran out of time. Um, but it's all there. But maybe if you do that, maybe that'll get Supervisor Dick Elias to agree with you and go, I agree. And then he won't even get in trouble for it. To get rid of all the white people. Yes. I, he probably would put me first on the list. Of well, <laughs> but you're not an employee. Well, you are, but you're an elected official. You're not an employee. But yes, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, so this, this is a big farce. I also got uh, uh, was told by a listener, I got a message on Facebook, that the U of A has the Science Museum. The Science Museum at the U of A already has a mineral museum. Why do we need another one, which would be at the courthouse? Well, that's interesting, and, and there you go. If they want to put it at the courthouse, it's because they want to, and they, they, it, it is interesting. I had people come in to see me. And yeah, I want pressure. a Maserati. I'm not going to get that. Yeah, exactly. They pressured me to vote for this, and you have to vote for it, and, and it was very upsetting to me because they do not understand the plight of the average taxpayer. These are people who are, who are very wealthy, who are just want this mineral museum because I want it. And they don't understand what, what every time they jack the taxes up, they're putting more people into poverty. And that's what I think about. I think about the lady that wants to go for a walk in her neighborhood. She's in a wheelchair and she can't, she can't have anybody push her down the street because there's so many potholes that it, it's just, you know, impassable for yeah. these people to go down their own streets. But they're building, um, with, but they're building bike paths. The bike path. Now, I, I will tell you, I love bike paths. I love riding bikes, but that should not, you know, the first thing we need to think about is the priorities. What are we going to do for the community in general? Because yes. these people are all paying taxes, not just the bike riders, not just, you know, the, the people that want to go for a walk. It's everyone. And, and safety, to me, should be the most important priority of Pima County, and that is the roads. We need to make it safe for school buses to pass over them, to take children to school. We need to make it safe for all of us, so for our ask, law enforcement. Yeah, They're driving down these roads doing high-speed chases with these huge potholes. So could you could you go, and this is Allie Miller who you're listening to, Pima County Supervisor District 1 on KNST AM 790. Could you go through the $1.3 billion yearly budget that Pima County has and find $100 million a year that can be reallocated to fixing the roads? Easily. Easily, but there has to be the will to... Uh, so you've to seen these it. things. You've seen these things. in the. I know you comb through it. I just want to... Because I know it, but if we have new listeners, I want, I want them to hear uh, what you have to say about you, that. You know, if people go to my website, they can see we post up every week the wasteful spending. I mean, they just approved $750,000 for electric vehicles, and these are additional vehicles. Um, and then along with those comes charging stations, everything else that goes along with that, and we just can't afford number one we shouldn't be providing vehicles to department heads etc cetera, etc cetera. we can't afford it we need to stop and 
all of these, um, you know, departments, I, I just look at, you know, the communications department. We could cut that department. Transportation. Well, you don't even have a – your communications department is Bud Foster. You don't think you can pay for it. <laughs> we could just have Bud come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need any uh, internal. But this is the thing. This is what Chuck has built. He's built this, this huge monstrosity, and now he's complaining about the $26.6 million increase in the last five years for retirement oh. benefits alone. My God. I, and, and you start looking at this, and quite frankly, I believe another five years we're going to be in serious financial trouble yeah. because he continues spending and mortgaging buildings to do all of these projects. And um, until we stop it, until we get the priorities right, this is going to continue. So what, what can people do? Like, can they do what, 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 I know that it's like it's frustrating because they scream and rant and rave and, you know, you do, and, and they show up to the meetings, and it's the, the Chuck and the rest of the, the people on the the board, they just ignore them anyway. But what, Well, what you know, and that's the thing. Um, you know, whenever Richard has something on the agenda, hundreds of people show up. Mm-hmm. When there's something on there and I ask people, you'll get two or three people yeah. that are speaking out on behalf of the taxpayers. We need more people to do that. People have got to start demanding. It just stinks because the meetings are 9 a.m. and people work. I know, and I understand that, but there's a lot of people yeah. who could attend and, um, you know, they, they could do that. And even if you send an email, we, I don't see that. I don't, you know, people don't send emails in saying, I object to this spending, it's time to stop. You a lot of them. Who about, do they send emails to? Um, all five supervisors, District 1 at Pima.gov, that's me. And you can just substitute two, three, four, and five. And, um, and, flood, and flood Chuck emails. Huckleberry yep. and start yep. complaining to the governor and your other um, local um, state elected officials and say, enough is enough. We've got to start prioritizing the spending. Um, you have the special interests in this community running the community. You have, um, and that's what the problem is. It's they like the swamp. It's the swamp. House. Yeah, it's the swamp. They benefit from it. They get jobs from it, right? Exactly. They get jobs. They're getting to display their minerals. They're getting, you know, whatever the, the soup of the day is, whatever special pet project that comes in, somebody is getting something and they're in there in force advocating because you get one to help you so that you go in and support them on their little pet project, and that's how it works in Pima County. If people think they're frustrated, I am extremely frustrated because we could fix this these roads without increasing taxes if the will was there. And I will not. The easy solution, oh, well, sorry, people, you know, the story that Bud put out, you know, you got to understand we need more money or you're just going to keep paying more for road repairs, so I'm going to pass the sales tax. I'm sorry, it's time to stop that because yeah. with every increase in sales tax, guess what's happening? We're going to get fewer visitors. It's a vicious cycle, yep. and we can't continue down this road. No, we so. can't listen. I'm, I'm just running short on time. Allie, stay with Touch with me over the weekend and next week. Let me know what happens, okay? Okay, I will. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Pima County Supervisor Allie Miller on KNST.